Now, lo and behold, here I am and hanging out in Manila, chatting away to you about, you know, the life I'm enjoying here. Meanwhile, he's, you know, buying a chateau in a beautiful part of Spain and uh, fun employed for the rest of his life. So I didn't make the investment. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To reduce risk in your life, go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and take the risk reduction assessment I've created from the lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Barry O'Reilly. Barry, are you ready to join our mission? Oh, I think I've lived your mission many times, Andrew. I'm, I'm ready to share my stories. I'm very excited to hear it. And we had an interesting talk beforehand, so I'm looking forward to it. So let me introduce you to the audience. Barry O'Reilly is an entrepreneur, business advisor, and author who has pioneered the intersection of business model innovation, product development, organizational design, and cultural transformation. Barry is the co-founder of Nobody Studios, a crowd-infused, high-velocity Venture Studio, with the mission to create 100 compelling companies over the next five years. I love that mission, Barry. Now, Barry is also an author of two international bestsellers. The first one is Lean Enterprise, and the other one is Unlearn. I'll have the links to those in the show notes. So, Barry, can you take a minute and fill in a little bit about the value that you bring to the world? Well, my passion has always been innovation, building new products, services, teams, I've always enjoyed finding the edge of what's happening and exploring it. And uncertainty, I always see as opportunity. And it inspires me. It helps me to grow. It keeps moving me forward. And I think the stories I'm going to share will hopefully exemplify you know, when I've got that right and also the moments where maybe I, I got it wrong, but also how that helped me move forward. Mm, interesting. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, Tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to it and then tell us your story. Yeah, well, my story is probably a story maybe other people have felt. But in sort of um, November 2015, uh, one of my oldest best friends sent me a video and he was convinced I had to watch this video. It was going to change my life. It was going to change the world. It was the future that was about to impart and democratize the world, make everyone have an equal footing and totally transformed the way we live and work. So I was like, okay, maybe he just had a good night out and he's going <laughs> to send me a, a dance track that he enjoyed. But the video was of a very young guy talking about an idea called Ethereum and what it would do and how it was this unique technology that was going to transform the way we interact, transact. The world would be different. And I watched the video seven times. Seven times I kept watching it. And every single time I watched it, I was like, I don't get it. I don't see what this thing is actually meant to do. So I, I replied back to my buddy and said, look, you know, I've been an engineer for most of my life. I was sort of sitting there going, I don't really see how this technology particularly is different from just a regular database. That's basically what it looks like to me. Mm. So, you know, 
as much as he imparted, no, you got to do this. This is something that you, you know, get involved, give it a go. I was just like, you know what? Uh, no, I don't get it. I'm just going to move on and on to the next thing in my inbox. Now, lo and behold, here I am I'm hanging out in Manila, chatting away to you about, you know, the life I'm enjoying here. Meanwhile, he's, you know, buying a chateau in a beautiful part of Spain and uh, fun employed for the rest of his life. So I didn't make the investment, but it was one of these things that when I look back on, it was a great, another great learning moment for me. Right. And you never know at the time when you look at these things, you know, what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing. But, you know, I thought it was a fun story to share, to just help kickstart the conversation. It's a story that we all feel. I feel like I think we have the same friend. I think he sent the same video. I think I had the same <laughs> response. And that friend of mine is, you know, sitting on a big amount of money because of the fact that he made that investment. Now, he lost in other areas too, but he won in that one. Of course, now, one of the things that we learn is that, you know, we really fully remember these dramatic events that happen and the ones that we miss. But of course, there's also losses that we miss too. So there's, you know, our, our memory is, can be really difficult for us sometimes. But let me ask you, so how would you summarize the lessons that you learned from this? And then I think we can talk a lot about what you're doing now. Yeah. So one of the things that sort of struck me, like, you know, I'm also quite comfortable that, you know, you look at two pieces of paper or pitch decks, one's Google and one's Wobble. How do you know which is the difference, right? Like, this is what I live every day. And so I think it's, you know, the thing, I didn't spend my life beating myself up or envious in any way. But what it reminded me of is I didn't lack the curiosity. And I lacked the ability to just get in the game. And even if it was just a small step to get in the game. Because, you know, what the upshot of a lot of that was is that later, like a year or two, as I started to see that movement happen, then the penny dropped for me a little more and I was able to say, ah, okay, well, let's make a little investment here because that made me be curious and follow what was happening in that domain. And, you know, that got me sort of interested and monitoring and it drove my, turned my curiosity into education, right? And I think that is something that I would be more frustrated with myself at the moment is that I didn't trust curiosity and I didn't make a little small bet to get more skin in the game and find out. And this is something that I learn a lot, especially in venture building, right? Like when I meet entrepreneurs all the time, I'm trying to build businesses myself with Nobody Studios and our venture studio. How can I just make small little investments to start to actually learn, to test, to educate myself? And not thinking that everything has to be these big investments. I'm all in or I'm all out. It's actually, what are the small steps I can do to start getting started and learn, right? As you say, in, even in your opening, a controlled risk to start learning my way through these domains, these new ideas, these new technologies, and see what's a winner and what's not a winner. And that's okay. And I think that's part of the process. And, you know, that, that, so really the frustration was that I wasn't true to what I believe in. By taking that small step, I just passed because I didn't understand. And that's really the lament more so than, you know, it, that I'm not sitting here with a chateau in Paris and uh, living the dream I've always wanted. I'm, I'm pretty happy with my life, mm. but not with the decision and reaction in that moment. So let me share a few things that I take away. I mean, the first thing is that 
we're all going to have missed opportunities in our lives. And, you know, sometimes it's just, it, it's extra painful sometimes. And I know like in the stock market, people will say, you know, I missed that one. Yeah. Well, there's, there's 50,000 companies that are listed in the stock market. Every single day you are missing stocks that are going up. And then there's millions of businesses that we're surrounded by wherever we are. And every single day, some of those are doing well and you've missed that opportunity also. And so, you know, there's no point, obviously, in focusing too much on that missed opportunity. So don't beat yourself up on that, I think, to the listeners. But that's not what you've done. You didn't beat yourself up. You learned from it. So let me review some of the things that I'm getting from you. The first thing is start small. And, you know, I just want to highlight this one because it's a difficult one. Because, you know, I think you wouldn't say everybody that comes up to you, just give them some money. Right? That's not what you're saying, I suppose. But how does the listener draw the line and say, that's good enough that I want to put a little bit into it versus something, you know, similar and enthusiastic and all that, but you think it not. So how, first question is, how do you draw that line? And I think from Nobody Studios, you probably have some experience of thinking about where do we start to make that small commitment? Yeah, well, first of all, like you say, it's impossible to pick the winners and the losers, right? Like don't, but we can make educated guesses or we should have a system, I think as well, what you're sort of alluding to. Mm. And for me, the system has always been, is it an area that I'm curious about? Like, is there something when I see it that goes, oh, that's interesting. I don't understand it, but I'd like to, or like something that piques my curiosity. Just the fact right? that like, you watched that video seven times. Meant I was you were, trying. You were trying. You know, it, it was enough there. Yeah, I was trying, like I was trying to get it, you know, and it's not that for a moment I would think that, you know, I have to get everything. Some things I just don't get, yep. right? And, and you know, there's loads of ways. I, was I able to hear it? Was it communicated? Well, whatever. There's, there's, there's lots of reasons. But I'm always looking for that spark that I'm like, that's interesting. That's something I could see myself like going deep on and following and being part of and want to learn more of. And in that moment, it didn't strike me, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, later, maybe it has, right? It, it, I've learned more, I've educated myself more because I started to get into the game, right? As I started to understand it and be a bit more curious about it. But at the time, I didn't, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's always really interesting to me is, and not that I have to understand these domains so well, but I'm incentivized to educate myself more right, to actually learn through it. And what I have found for me to, unless something is such a slam dunk that I'm so excited by, and I'm like, oh, I need to learn more. I sort of need to incentivize myself a little bit, right? And the best way for me to bring focus, because I can't look at 50,000 things a day, um, I have to actually make a little investment, mm. right? Put some skin in the game, whether that's 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. But it forces me to say, it's a commitment for me to say, well, I was curious. Now I'm going to educate myself in that. And I'm going to invest in that education and force me. Now, some people might spend 10 bucks and buy a book and educate themselves more. That's a small investment in yep. some respects, right? You, you may spend 10 hours and watch the video 75 times and still not get it, right? Like whatever it might be. But these are all investments. It's time, it's energy, it's money, whatever it is for you. Mm. You know, and that actually, it becomes a forcing function because it's a commitment. Just like when we find startups or entrepreneurs that are brilliant, we make investments in them, right? To work with them, put our time, 
regardless of ever starting to put capital into a business, mm. you put capital in to accelerate, right? But even just taking a meeting with people, yeah. doing a workshop with them, getting to like spending a week together, right? There mightn't be hard cold cash that transfers there, but it's time, which means you're giving up on a different investment. Mm. And I think these are sort of the, the way I think about the world now is that I'm very conscious of how I invest my energy, my capacity, my focus. And I commit to it then sometimes by, you know, putting a little bit of capital into the game. Cool. That's fun. Yep. But, you know, similarly, as we build venture studios and companies, that's actually really what we're doing. We're, we're investing in the people we work with to build great businesses. And as the business sees traction, then we're just investing capital into that business to help it grow. Yep. So it's very rarely that you sort of lead often with, do I want to give this business money? It often starts with, am I curious about it? Is this person somebody I want to invest in as an individual, our team, whatever it might be? Mm. What would I want to commit to it to find out if it's a good investment, a phone call, an hour, a workday workshop? And then what are the signals then that tells me that that is a good investment and we should double down and scale it up over time? And, yep. you know, I sort of live that now 24-7. That's pretty much my life. That discussion kind of reminds me also of, you know, what's the level of confidence you have in the person who's delivering the message? So in this case, you know, it was a friend that was not a dummy. You know, he had done his thinking on it and he was presenting something. And it reminds me of something like I remember many years ago, a friend of mine just went down the rabbit hole on the JFK assassination. And I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole for many different reasons. Just I wasn't interested or whatever. And I just said, you know, it can't be what he thinks it was. But however, he was a very smart guy. He was no dummy. And he had read a lot about it. And I said, okay, he talked to me long enough about it. And I was like, okay, just give me one book. I'm an analyst. I can think about things on my own. I'm independent. And I read that book and I went back to him and I said, I think you're right. And I basically made a judgment, but I wouldn't have read that book if it was just a crackpot coming up. Hey, you know, this is that, you know, but it was, so sometimes I think getting a, a channel or a funnel of high quality people bringing things to you also is a screening factor that we should pay attention to. Oh, absolutely. Right. But that's, that's a core fundamental of venture building and venture capital, yeah. right? The notion is deal flow. You want high quality companies showing up at your door through, from trusted entities to make investments in, right? It's part of, it's part of the filtering mechanism, as you say. Mm. It's one of the reasons Nobody Studios exists, right? We're de-risking early stage businesses and standing them up. So when venture capitalists see a studio, a company came out of Nobody Studios that they're like, oh, wow, that's, it's a quality stamp of approval yeah. in a way, yeah. right? So those systems are important, you know, and and then just to be contrary as well is it's also we the danger is we get too wedded to them right that you know you it's just like the person who always picks a winner sometimes they're going to pick a loser or that we get so narrow in our focus that we don't look at opportunities that are you know off off the paved road and yeah. so it, it's a great reminder you know and i always love the that contrarianism as well to like keep thinking like keep shaking up the system a little bit in some respects too as well, which is fun too. Yeah. There's two last things that I'll share and then we'll move on. But I liked what you said is turn, turn my curiosity into education. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us is 
when you put a little skin in the game, it does kind of force you to turn your curiosity into education because you're going to pay more attention to it. So that's a great quote, I think, that I like. And then the, uh, the last thing I would say is that, you know, investing in startups is a little bit like planting a hundred coffee trees, you know, and then thinking about, okay, which one of these 100 is going to grow in the next, you know, coffee tree doesn't start to produce any particular yield until year three. And by year five, they start really producing a great yield. So out of these 100 coffee trees, which ones are going to produce the best yield? I mean, it is a crapshoot and it's a function of things that you could predict and things that you can't predict. And so, hey, you got a, whoa, we got a buddy there. This is a family show. Is that your son? Yeah, this is Oscar. He's uh, the future of venture building. Hi, Oscar. <laughs> you want to say hi, Oscar? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So that's the, the idea uh, or, or the same idea is investing in you know, a bunch of kids in kindergarten to say which one's going to be the ones that's going to be successful. So I think the lesson that I learned from listening to you, but also from what you're doing with Nobody Studios is that when you're investing in startups, invest in many with the idea that some of them are going to fail, some of them are going to succeed, but you're going to learn from all of them. Yeah. And I think just keep improving your system, right? Like figure out the things that helped you identify the ones that went the way you hoped and mitigate the ones that didn't, right? And that's that's all we can keep working on, right? Yep. Chance plays a huge part in what we're doing, but that ability to just keep improving your system to help you make those choices. I think you can always work on that. Great. And um, I just want to ask you another question that I ask people is what is a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners? But I'd love for you to just give us a short version of what we would learn if we went and read the book, Unlearn. Well, so my inspiration for writing Unlearn came from what I found to be the biggest inhibitor in helping high performance individuals get better. It wasn't actually any of their ability to learn new skills or adapt new behaviors. It was the inability to let go of their existing mindset and behavior, the things that had made them successful in the past, because they believed they would just keep making them successful in the future. So what I kept finding was that the problem was not our ability to learn. It was about ability to unlearn and let go of the past to succeed in the future. And, you know, like I said, in 2015, I, I was a victim of my own model in a way, right, where I, I couldn't let go of my understanding of, well, this is just a database, mm. rather than thinking of the properties that were unique to it and let go of that to see the future. So I think, you know, I, I'm constantly learning, unlearning, relearning. And the book is really an inspiration for People I've worked from all over the world, coaching Fortune 500 execs to startup founders and even myself. And yeah, hopefully they might enjoy that book and take a few lessons with them. Fantastic. And I'll have the links to that in the show notes, as well as the links to Nobody Studios in case you're a thriving startup ready to go. So last question, what's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Well, I think one of the things we are doing in Nobody Studios is we're going to be the first venture studio to ever offer equity crowdfunding, which means anybody with a couple of hundred bucks will be able to invest and own a piece of the studio and a stake in every company we create forever. 
So typically to invest in early stage companies, you often have to be a high net worth individual, like a value of over a million dollars, but we're going to do it through crowdfunding and totally blow up that model. So bring the barrier to entry way, way down, and then hopefully a whole new group of people who can get into the investment system in private early stage companies and own a little piece in the upside. So you don't need a million dollars. You can start with maybe a couple of hundred dollars and, and become a venture investor. So if that's interesting to you, sign up to nobodystudios.com and we're looking to do that crowdfunding in the next month or two and I'd love to have anyone who's interested be part of it. That's exciting. And I'll have all that in the show notes. And one quick question I have about that is that if we look at investing in, you know, let's say bonds over the long term, you're probably earning three or 4% over the long term. If you're investing in, you know, just S&P 500, or let's say the broad-based stock market, you're probably earning eight to 10%. If you're investing in a large group of startup companies, what would you expect for a long-term return from that? Well, the short answer is it has to be better than the two mechanisms you just said. Correct. Otherwise, individuals are not going to put money into it. Right. And so I think, you know, I'm not obviously allowed to say what the return would be for investing in Nobody Studios. That's technically illegal. But just to compare, like you have to have such a viable and appealing mechanism to beat both S&P 500 and bonds that people are willing to put their capital into it, Mm -hmm. right? And what we do know is that there are no greater entities on the planet than startups for creating huge global impact, people following their passions, but also recognizing wealth creation on the back of it for the succeeding and bringing your passion to fruition. So, you know, have a think about it. Um, You know, we'll be looking sign up to nobody studios and we'll share everything we're doing. And again, we'd love to have more people part of that um, opportunity. Exciting. And I have six common mistakes that I've found people make from interviewing 500 people. And number six, I have labeled as invested in a startup company. And what I try (laughs) to tell people is that, you know, because startup companies are all or nothing generally, and because the you know, you really have to think about it from a perspective that you're probably going to lose all your money. And that's why I tell people, don't invest in startups. And then they get mad. And I say, invest in 10 startups. In other words, don't, you know, it's great to think that that, you know, cousin down the street is going to have this amazing restaurant. But the truth is, you probably should be diversifying. And that's what Nobody Studios provides. Straight out of the gate. Yeah, you're diversified because you own a stake in the studio and the portfolio. So by definition, you're diversified from the start. And I think that's why it's probably, for me personally, one of the most compelling investments I'm helping to create. And I hope we do everything we aim to do and everyone who supports us gets to bring their talent, their influence and capital to help us be successful and see all the upside we create as a result of doing some amazing things. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't taken the risk reduction assessment, I challenge you to go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and start building your wealth the easy way by reducing risk. As we conclude, Barry, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words? For the audience. 
Just keep up the great work, Andrew. I think you're encouraging and sharing a tough conversation that people actually learn so much from. So thanks for hosting this show and bringing that message to the world. Good on you. I appreciate that. And I have to always remember that, you know, you're one of the few that says yes. My favorite rejection was when a guy replied to me and I asked him to come on the show. He said, great idea, not my style. (laughs) So... That's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth, fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying thank you for joining our mission, and I'll see you on the upside.